0: Everybody take a jump, take a jump, take a jump up now. Start a wave, start a wave, start a wave up now. Start a whine, start a whine, start a wind up now. Because it's a little juju podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Trinidad. I am back and I am better. Let's drop this intro and get it packed All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need, all you need is a little juju, all you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't for no say no say And I'll never give a play. I'll take your photos to the grave. But that ain't even my thing I just stay at the crossroads, pray I just pour a little honey from my bay To make them stay Cause I hate when baileys But I manifest a little with my baileys I'm my ancestors' babies So I give them everything that they gave me, yeah Welcome to A Little Juju Podcast <laughs> I'm your host, Juju And this podcast is all about black ass spirituality, black ass spiritual practices, honoring our ancestors and getting to liberation through our spirituality and our innate ass gifts and powers that we all possess and have. Oh my gosh, y'all, we're back after our little break. I mean, last week, you know, I skipped the episode because I was playing (laughs) mass, you know, I was I was on the road in trinidad for carnival 2019 i survived carnival 2019 i want to make carnival a regular thing for me maybe not every year but like every few every couple years i had such a good time so yeah we didn't have episode last week and before that it was just an update episode about me starting to give readings now which you can book on my site it's jujubay.com <laughs> and um 30 minutes to an hour And shout out to my patrons who have a little surprise regarding the readings. Um, But yeah, anyway, so this is like the first episode where I'm back and I'm still in Trinidad. I live in, I leave in a few days, but I was like, I'm not about to skip another episode. I miss y'all. I wanted to just get some things off my chest and talk and, and talk about my experience in Trinidad and also just talk about some other things that are going on. I felt super removed from like What's been happening in America? I've been here, you know, over two weeks, so I've kind of been being present here and not super on social media to like see news, newsy things. I just kind of been like posting and, and going. So yeah, I kind of want to talk about some some like what's going on in the culture with the scene. All those I love celebrities, so what's going on with that? Um, gonna have a little heal yourself, and then I'll talk about my Trini trip. But first, let me shout out um, my patrons and and talk about how you can help sustain this podcast. So this podcast is 100% run by me, (laughs) Juju. And uh, it's crucial (laughs) and it would not be possible to sustain this podcast without uh, monetary support and, coins, and y'all have really so many people who have subscribed to be patrons um, of this podcast, donating $3 a month or more. Um, that is my ask, $3 a month or more or less. Um, it's up to you, however much you can afford. But I asked for $3, so that $36 a month. I mean, I'm sorry, a year. And uh, it goes towards me... Continuing to do the labor of putting this show together, I do everything I write, edit, produce, all of that. <laughs> um, and so hopefully, build out a team at some point. So the patrons help with that, they help me get better equipment. Um, And it just helps me to be able to just do this work all around. Everything that you all donate goes towards my spiritual work. And this is my spiritual work. I'm a big part of my spiritual work and and how I teach. So I appreciate all of my patrons. And if you want to be a patron and you want to help sustain the podcast, you can uh, check me out on patreon.com slash jujube. But it will be in the show notes. So you can check that out. Um, You can also donate to my cash app, dollar sign, It's I T S J U J U B A E, it's Jujube, and then also for PayPal if you want to donate that way at the T H E Jujube at gmail.com. All of that will be in the show notes. But let me shout out my uh patrons, uh, the new patrons that I have, and the new people who are helping sustain this powerful, powerful ass work. Okay, so shout out to Jasmine Flowers, became a patron. Thank you, Jasmine. Leah Fawcett, Akil Harris, Ashley Nicholas, Asha Ray, um, oops, sorry, I gotta scroll, okay, Jay Alexis, Love is Wise, Aiden Flowers, Ebony Brown, Mira Nirvana, um, excuse me if I mispronounced this, I think it's d or d Mclyde. Kyra, um, Chef Tammy's food and alcohol classes. Thank you. Ebony Brown. Um, oh, I said Ebony already. Shout out to Ebony again. <laughs> and uh, that is all, but that is a lot. So I appreciate all of you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my huge heart. I appreciate all of you all who have decided to commit, you know, giving $3 a month or more. You know, or $1 a month is a commitment. So I appreciate you all committing to this podcast, committing to me and sending me the energy of money. And so I pray and send you all the the good, good juju that I can muster up and and pray that the money that you send me, is going to come right back to you flipped tenfold. and to be able to create and do the things that you want to do and the things that you need money for. So I pray for that for you all. And, and, and so it is, so it is done. Um, But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to y'all and all my patrons. Thank you for the people who hit me up on the cash app. Thank you for the people who hit me up on the PayPal. Thank you to the people who booked a reading. I mean, I didn't know how this was going to go. I mean, Okay, granted, my spirit's been telling me I need to be doing readings and I need to be charging for them. So I knew that it would be fine. I knew that it would go, you know, well. But you just still don't know what to expect or anticipate. And it's a nerve-wracking process. And so shout-out to everyone who booked a reading with me. Um, Shout-out to the people who just was, like, quick. Once I announced that I was doing readings... I just started getting the emails like, so-and-so booked the session, so-and-so booked the session. So I really, really, really appreciate that. I told y'all before, I just quit my job. So that is going to be such a big part in even just sustaining me, like my life, to be able to do <laughs> this work and continue to dedicate my life to this work. So um, just everyone who was just putting and pouring into me, I appreciate you so much. Um, thank you for the people And I ask that if you haven't to rate me Five stars on Apple Podcasts Or whatever platform that you're listening to The podcast Five star ratings only please And comments, please, please, please Leave me comments So people know like what the podcast is about How it's helped you, what you've learned from it Etc, just some kind words And they always make me feel better when I'm down I just like to look at um, y'all's, y'all's reviews, so thank you for that Um I think we're good on that. I appreciate you all. Love you deeply, and let's move on to the next segment. Segment. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so I don't even pay attention to the news, news, cause I just know my auntie was watching something with the Trump and some foolishness going on and, and lying and people going to jail. I I don't really even know much about that. Listen, I know about celebrity stuff. <laughs> that's where I find interest, and that's where I like to unwrap the spiritual bacchanal, that's a churny word I just learned, which means like messiness and and just gossip and just foolishness. Yeah, I like the celebrity bacchanal and, and looking at the celebrity bacchanal and the spiritual bacchanal that's happening behind it. So this whole thing with Jordan Woods, I'm probably late, but I said this on my Facebook, you know, so for those who don't know, by the way, Jordan Woods is Kylie Jenner, one of the the Jenner kids by Caitlin and, and, and Chris, Kim Kardashian and Courtney and Chloe's sister. Yeah, okay. one of the youngest billionaires, apparently. She her best friend is Jordan Woods was a black girl, black woman. They're both 21. BFFs Jordan's basically like an honorary Kardashian Jenner. Because of her connection to Kylie, Kylie and her have a few um, business things together. They're business partners in Kylie's makeup line. She also did some work with Chloe. Whatever. So, long story short, apparently, people have been dragging Jordan, mostly Kardashian people fans, um, because Jordan allegedly kissed Tristan, which is Chloe, um, Kylie's sister, boy, baby daddy. Jordan was seen making out with Kylie's baby daddy Jordan basically came on Red Table Talk Which is a a talk show that Jada Pinkett Hosts who was also her godmother And um Was saying the truth Which basically sounded like Christian I'm sorry Tristan, Chloe's baby father Um Kissed her Without her consent Um Yeah, kissed her without her consent And then of course blame the black woman for being a, a homewrecker, et cetera. And Jordan's like, I don't want him. I don't I don't care about that. I love Chloe. This is my family I would never betray. Blah blah blah. But Jordan has been really going through it though, because she's getting dragged through the through filth because they're like, Oh my god, you're a homewrecking whore. Why were you you've been sleeping with Tristan the whole time. Chloe's your family. Kylie's your family. Why are you like kissing on your family's baby daddy like completely inappropriate? Um and it's like, gee, your baby daddy actually just cheats on you all the time, not with me, and I don't want your situation. But the the spiritual part about this is that, and this is, I was watching um, Jordan on Red Table Talk with Jada, and what the ancestors were literally speaking to me as I was watching it, and Jordan needed to go through this huge-ass scandal in order to sever ties from the Kardashian-Jenner family. Because apparently, Jordan has moved out of Kylie's home. No one's talking to her. All the sisters, the Kardashian-Jenner sisters, unfollow Jordan except for Kylie on on Instagram. You know, she really, really needed, though, this... um, She really needed this severance, Because her ancestors are tired Y'all Jordan's ancestors are tired of her living in the shadows Of this white girl Because Jordan has not been putting in her Enough of her own work She has not been contributing enough of her own Genius to be recognized Outside of being Kylie's wingman And she is very She's very strong and spiritually inclined And she's actually supposed to be doing a lot of Important work Like in bettering people's lives in some way Um And she's not doing that. And she had a platform to do it. And she sort of just kind of fell in the shadows and was able to get her own clout and get her own coin um, off the Jenners and Kardashians, which is great, but she's not using her platform the way that she was supposed to. So the ancestors literally, and she was not listening to the signs. She's very intuitive. She was not listening to the signs that her ancestors were telling her that she needs to back away a little bit from this family and that it's not benefiting her in the ways that she thinks it it is or is supposed to be. Um, And so she had to go through... A terrible scandal and get dragged and have to unfortunately experience all this bacchanal and foolishness because she didn't listen and the ancestors will drag your ass through some mud to get you to make different decisions they always warn you though they always warn you bef- before but if you continue to do the same things over and over again and you need to like not be friends with someone anymore or you need to like something needs to be cut off. Something will happen that will be hurtful to you, but it will make you it will force you to cut off. And this was the thing. This was the thing that had to force Jordan to be cut off from the family. Now, do I think that they will potentially all make up? That's possible, but I think after this Jordan will realize that she has to really start to not just secure her bag, but really figure out what it is that she's trying to contribute in the world and start moving and start doing it. And it's not it's not lipstick. And it's not going it's not through Kylie uh, so uh yeah that's that was my team on that, but I had to share that because when I was watching Jordan talk about the issue, her ancestors was chatty chatty, so I did want to share that and just offer that opinion and you know and it's a good it's good to think about too because this is relevant to all of our lives, like I said, ancestors will drag you through some bullshit, but most of the time when you're being dragged to some bullshit is because you had to release or start to open up into a thing that you've just been running from. So when we don't run from the things, we tend to be able to avoid a lot of the foolishness. Um, Yeah, we kind of can put out fires before the fires happen, more or less. So Jordan wasn't putting out her fire, so the fire had to happen, now she has to put it out, and I hope that she makes a better decision. So sending all my love and power and, and protection to Jordan. So that she gets it together and does this really, really important um, heart healing work that she's supposed to bring forth. I wonder what it is. All right. Next trigger warning sexual assault. Michael Jackson, R. Kelly. I will put in the show notes when I'm done talking about this. I'm not going to talk about it long, but just for people who are tired of hearing about it, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of hearing about it, but I need to address this. So a Michael Jackson documentary just came out um, and it documented the different counts of child uh, molestation and and sexual assault that happened. I did not watch it. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I may. Um, And this is coming after R. Kelly's documentary who also had a full length, it was a docu-series around all of the women and girls that he has raped and, and and brainwashed and all of this freaking foolishness and you know I'm just it's just that it's just I it just doesn't compute in my head. How and why so many people have just been through Sexual assault and sexual violence like this And that so many people are being called out about it And then we still continue to deny That these people did anything wrong What is going on? That's what Backing Specifically for R. Kelly It's almost like he keeps getting out of having to take full accountability within this like justice system. Like, so jail, it's like he, he's in jail, but it's like he keeps avoiding it. Or someone pays his, his bail. Somebody puts money on his book. Somebody does something that he keeps escaping. And you know why? Because that man has strong, matter of fact, strong, with a K, S-K-R-O-N-G, spiritual protections. They are breaking down and we're watching them break down, which is why he keeps getting like hit. In different ways, but he's not completely. And and you see that when that whole that there was this clip of him um, in an interview with Gail that everyone's talking about, how Gail just kept her composure, and it was in his first time speaking about these the allegations and the and the rapes and the assault, which he denied everything like a damn fool, and said that if we believe that he's a rapist, we don't have common sense, sir. If we believe anything other than you being a rapist, <laughs> then you don't have common sense. But anyway. So he started and he like freaked out when Gail, he freaked out. He started crying, bawling. So he's getting hit. His spiritual walls are breaking down and this is really, really good. So people who might be doing work to break those walls down for R. Kelly so that he does have to take some sort of accountability. Listen, I'm an abolitionist. I don't even believe in jail, but that nigga need to be in jail until we figure out how to continue to operate in this world without jails. Put that motherfucker in jail. Cause I don't. He. It's not. He's not. No. Or or something. He needs to be away. He needs to be away. He doesn't need to be around our, our our in our community, in a community anymore. Not with women and children. Um. So. Yeah. I just his walls are breaking down, and you know this reminded me of. There's a book that came out that one of his victims wrote about like her time in the house. And she wrote about, um, there was this woman that used to come sometimes and collect the girl's urine. And they were just told to like pee in like a cup or whatever, she would come protect them. She was not a doctor, she was not doing any of that. It was apparently like an, an older Jamaican woman. And also sometimes she would put things in their food before they ate. And and she she was just kind of like talking about that In the book And I'm just like wow This man When I tell you he From the legal standpoint See I do not watch the documentary But from what I've heard Just the legal standpoint The the contracts that he had people sign The people that he had around him To keep his secrets I mean he was running an entire like ring Basically a traffic ring and, And dotted his eyes and crossed his teeth all the way down to spiritually. All the way down to probably hiring an Obia woman. And Obia is like um, Caribbean hoodoo. To to bind these girls to him. Bind these girls to him. And so some of that spiritual stuff, these binding spells and workings are breaking. Because people are speaking out and they're talking. And they've been talking, but people are listening. Which means that the, the, the cursing that has happened is falling so we need to continue to pray we need to continue to do workings that people who are out here abusing others get what they get what they get and that they should not be protected spiritually for for committing heinous acts um and i honestly feel like michael jackson was probably dabbling in some in some occult shit too but that's a whole nother story yeah (sighs) Next on the celebrity agenda, Solange's album did drop. I actually haven't gotten through the whole album. I don't feel pressed to. It also isn't, um, the mood that I'm in while being in Trinidad is not that of Solange's album. I think I need to go back to America and and listen to it. But it's kind of like, it's not really the vibe that I'm on. So it's hard to get through it. I know people are saying that they don't like it or it's not as good as a seat at the table. Um, I think it's okay. It's not my favorite, but it's not a bad album. Sonically, I think it's pleasing. I just don't think it's like, oh, I'm about to turn on Solange. album, AAA like bops, but like maybe some nice background, you know, music that you sing along to when you're doing other things or trying to be productive in a crib but long story anyway all let's say that. solange is a witch we all knew that i'm hearing the references with the florida water i'm hearing the references of do nothing without intention um i wish she found i wish i knew i wish solange knew me she could put like a clip of juju podcast in in that <laughs> i would be saying shit like that to solange somebody add solange tell i want to talk to her because i have some tea for her Her spirits were actually talking to me today, which I thought was funny. So I said to her spirits, like, hey, if y'all want me to give her the message, y'all got to let her see my stuff. Anyway, someone asked to lunch. But, yeah, she's such a little witch. And I think that that's so amazing that there's this person just in the forefront bringing forth like and talking about and and pr- at this point openly practicing some type of craft and we're not clear exactly on what Solange is practicing but we know that she's practicing something so shout out to Solange for being open we know the whole Knowles family is just a bunch of louisiana creole which and i appreciate sis for just talking about everything and 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 still remaining consistent in her message around blackness too which it just feels like the energy like of this podcast and the energy of so many people now um, like we're just seeing there's another movie on Netflix um, that's about witch shit I don't, I don't know what it's called but I'm just saying like, like I said one of these episodes the amount of witch shit that's about to pop up y'all we're not even ready so we have to really decide how we want to curate the this conversation and curate what we want people to know and what we don't want people to know and how much we say and how much we don't say and which ways that we steer this conversation around um, these occult practices. Not so much like Wicca, but that's not necessarily ours, but like what, what we own in in from an indigenous standpoint and from a black standpoint. You know, how do we want our things to be portrayed? Do we want them to be portrayed? Who's going to portray it? So I think Solange is doing a lot of that, that curation work, which she can. She's a millionaire. She should. And if she's also practicing, like, she is creating a a conversation around it. She doesn't give us too much, but she gives us just enough and she always says it stamps it with and this is black so shout out to Solange um she's the best and yeah, that's all that I had. I just was seeing some little stuff going on in the, in, the, in the the ethos <laughs> with these celebrities, and I just had spiritual. I don't know this It it all stems from a spiritual place So much of it So Um Yeah Cool Juju for the culture Always 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 And Next segment Let's do a quick heal yourself And we're gonna go right into my Trini trip And I think uh, The heal yourself is Is like Yeah I learned it on the Trini trip In a new way All you need is a little juju. Next segment is heal yourself. And heal yourself is the segment where I talk about juju related tips and tricks to, I mean, heal ourselves. So um, this particular tip is not, I don't feel juju related necessarily. But I mean, everything is juju related. Okay. So there's always that. But um, like I was saying before, this is something that I... Learned from being here in Trinidad, and uh, so, like for example, on Instagram, like I just been posting videos of myself or whatever, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, you look so good!" Oh my gosh, what's your skincare routine? Blah blah blah. And um, no one says that to me. Not no one says I look good, <laughs> but like no one is particularly asking like my skincare routine all the time. Um, but after being here, like my skin has changed and like my i feel like my energy has changed and so like my face is clearing up and like i'm just looking better to people and to myself being in an environment that's like conducive to my my health like my physical health health and my mental and spiritual health so i know that i thrive in in heat i fly, thrive in tropical weather um i thrive yeah mostly those things in like with sun and obviously, and most people thrive, being able to eat foods that like have as less crap and bacanal in them <laughs> as possible. So being in a space like that, obviously, you're going to feel and look better. So I the self-care tip is to be in environments that make you feel better every single day. So that is not saying, you know, obviously, I'm in Trinidad right now. I'm going to go back to where I live, which is Chicago, and I'm not going to be in this environment anymore. But the tip is to, that means that then I have to create and cultivate a space that makes me feel good every day. And so when I get back home, I'm like, okay, that means I need to buy more plants. Like, I'm recognizing that when I'm in a space that has a lot of plants, that's what makes me feel good and happy. So I need to get on my plant thing. I need to be intentional about purchasing plants that make me feel happy and that will give me better air quality in my apartment and make me feel like I'm in more of a tropical space because I know that I thrive in those spaces. Um, Because there's like a lot of sunlight here and I feel better when there's a lot of sunlight, I need to be able to curate a space in my home, whether I need to purchase one of those um, sun lamps or I need to be intentional about going somewhere with With a bunch of sunlight. Where is that? Somewhere with a bunch of sunlight. But like going outside when the sun is out, even though obviously it doesn't feel like Trinidad, like I need to, I'm saying this to say like self-care cannot just be something that like we do every so often and something that is small. Like, oh, I'm going to take a bubble bath today and like go and get me a Hershey's piece of candy, like, yes, that's going to make you feel good for a moment. But what are you doing every single day that's cultivating a space that will make you feel good, even if you're in, like, the midst of something where you normally don't thrive? So me, for example, being in Chicago and being cold, I don't thrive in that. I really don't. Like, the weather... I think it contributes to depression sometimes. I think it contributes to a lot of things like lack of sun. And so if I'm choosing to remain in that space or for right now, this is, that's just where I have to be because that's my apartment. That's where I live. What can I do? That's not just sometimes, but something that is every day that I get to benefit from in my physical space. And so that's what I'm offering y'all. Like if there's something that you know that you thrive in, how can you make that a part of your life? so like making yourself care really about how are you create curating your environment to treat you the best way that it could treat you and so that you are able to like comfortably live just one thing that you can comfortably live in so I'm going to get some more plants so I will feel more comfortable than where you know than being in a house with with no plants so think of your thing think of Think of what you can incorporate around about your environment. You're getting some pictures, something you can look at, anything that makes you feel good for you. Paint your wall if if it's, you get happy every time you see yellow. You've always wanted yellow. Paint your wall yellow. You know. So do something in your space that changes your mood and that you can engage in pretty much every day. And that is the heal yourself. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so this Trinidad trip, mm. y'all, full transparency, I have been super anxious. I'm an anxious person, number one, is something that I'm working on. And, you know, I leave in two days, and today was actually really hard because I'm so anxious about leaving because I don't want to leave. <laughs> I just want to stay here because I've been so happy here, and I've been able to grow in a lot of ways and to know that this is not my reality and I have to go back into like work and the grind and and just all the things that I I left back in the states it stresses me out but I'm trying to be present I'm still here so no need to stress about what hasn't come yet. um so yeah I I I haven't even fully had a chance to reflect on this trip. And I think that reflection is going to take some time, like weeks, to really process all of the things that I was able to figure out and find and experience here. But I was telling my friend, like, this trip feels like every good thing that I've ever done, everything that I've ever done right, I feel like this trip was my reward for doing that thing. Like it has been nothing short of perfection. I I I that's all I can say about it. Like it's been nothing short of perfection. So I feel really blessed to have been here. Um so I came to Trinidad on the twenty fifth and it's interesting because I was only supposed well, quote unquote supposed to be here for a few days, like Three to four days, and I was actually gonna miss Monday and Tuesday of Carnival. And Carnival is a really huge celebration um, that happens in Trinidad. Well, it's it happens all over different islands now, and even in the states. Um, but it was it's mirrored. The original is is in Trinidad, but it's a celebration where people get together and celebrate the start of the Lenten season. And so those who are Catholic know what that is. I grew up Catholic, so I didn't know. But the Lenten season is the the forty days before Easter. So you have um, like Ash Wednesday, like the or Fat Tuesday, sort of like Mardi Gras. The same. It's the same concept. Places that have a lot of heavy Catholic influence usually have some type of celebration um, before those forty days start of the Lenten season. And so the Lenten season is when. Um, You're fasting and you're thinking about all the blessings that you have in life and what you want to commit to and how you're making your life better and giving up something uh, that means a lot to you, like Jesus gave up stuff. I think that's pretty much it. So carnival is, in this sense, a celebration of like, the body and and doing are the all of the carnal things like wearing different outfits and and just having fun and partying and turning up before you're supposed to then go into solitude and prayerfulness for 40 days until Easter and give up something uh, for 40 days until Easter carnival so that's on the surface surface the what the celebration is about um, because it was mirrored after the French colonizers who colonized Trinidad um, and, and brought African, West African and also Indian indentured servants and enslaved people to Trinidad. Um, so it's also, you know, we not just turn up, you know these black people and stuff are not just and brown people ain't just turning up because of, of Lent. It became such a big-ass turn-up session because it, it's, it was sparked around the time that in sle- their um abolition. So I can't remember, 18... Oof, let me not even lie. Let me not lie. I don't remember when it was in the 1800s. 50? Fact check, we'll put it in the show notes. But, um... Not bad, 1834. So that's when, um... The black folks were like, yo, the French and British colonies, they turn up every year. They have masquerades before the Lenten season. And so we're going to have our own masquerades, but we're going to celebrate our freedom. This is actually a time when we really about to get lit because, I mean, Lent, whatever. That's cool and all. But the biggest part about this is that we get to celebrate not... Living the same life anymore. We could celebrate liberation and freedom and not being enslaved. That's a big ass deal. So they was turning up, and obviously the colonizers are like, "Oh, what are y'all doing? Y'all can't even do that." They cut it from. I think there was a, there was supposed to be, there was three days of celebration originally, and then it was outlawed, so it only became a Monday and Tuesday. That's when you turn up before the Lent, the Lenten season. And so it became this, like, huge thing because originally people were, like, dressing up as different, um, I almost look like deities and different characters who are important in Trinidadian and black culture. And it's kind of moved, I think, a little bit away from that, from, like, the traditional masks and the traditional costumes that people used to wear. Um, but... Regardless, people are dressing up and masquerading and celebrating and dancing and enjoying their life and eating and walking around a lot. And so it was. So it's it has deep roots, as deep spiritual roots, and it has deep roots that are centered around liberation and freedom, and and not necessarily because of Catholicism, though they have merged in a lot of ways. That our practices and our our celebrations have um, as black folks throughout the, di- the diaspora. Um, so I got to participate in Carnival and it was probably the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. Um, interestingly enough, the band that I was a part of, and the band is like, okay, so you see the pictures of all the people who are like dressed up and they have the feathers and they got the, the, the arm bands and they got the colors and the jeweled bikini tops and panties. All of those people get those costumes through a band. So you find a band for Tuesday and you, you basically purchase the costume from them and so everyone's coordinated and they have a whole thing but like you don't just like go in necessary well you people can and do but typically traditionally you find a band to quote-unquote play with um so people pick their bands they get their costumes you go out on the road which is called like on the road and you're walking along the road you're walking along um you're crossing stages you're showing off your outfit to the judges it's a it's a a whole thing that goes on for a very long time um and so i i was on the road like i i walked really long i crossed stages i danced across the stage i had my outfit on i was people taking pictures of me like it was a whole like i was in the I, i just did the thing like i did the experience the night before um, you're on the road on Tuesday, Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, mass. You also dress up on Monday, but you're just wearing like more of a unique outfit. Um, you, it's still part of a band usually, but you're not wearing like the full get up. You're not wearing all the feathers and the, the pieces and the crowns and stuff, but you still look cute or whatever on a Monday. But before that on Monday, you do this thing called Juve, and Juve is where essentially you go out at like 4 a.m. and you drink. And you're on the road and you are throwing and have paint and mud and maybe oil, water, foam, just thrown on you. Just real, real nasty. (laughs) And you do that till like 10 a.m. So you wake up at 4 a.m., you go out on the road, you're drinking, you're throwing mud and dancing. And then you go home, you change and you go off on Monday and you look cute. And then you go home and go to bed and you wake up and you do Monday and Tuesday mess. So um, the fact that I just did all of that, like a true, true daddy, I can hang. All I know is that I can hang and I am shook. <laughs> I'm shook that I can do all that and I can still party. I was like, oh, wow, I am, I'm lit. So God, so I met a friend here and i call her Jay And she literally felt like She feels like family She feels like someone that I've known before She feels like a friend that I've already had um, I was talking to one of my elders And she said that she was probably my egg bay. And so if you listen to the show, you know I've talked about egg bay a lot And egg bay is just your society, your family um, before you came down to the physical realm the the people and beings that you was hanging out with where wherever you came from is your egg bay and so my elder was saying like oh she's probably like egg bay so I truly think that jay is 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 my egg bay we came from the same family um but she felt like a personal angel that took me around everywhere on this trip and was a straight up witch, honestly. And it's funny because I always meet people who are really, really powerful black witches, specifically women. I meet them all the time. Like, all, I, if I meet a new person, if it's someone I'm connecting with, if whatever, I always get linked up with some powerful ass spirit worker and witch, whether this person knows it or not, whether this person embraces it or not. So I find her. She's the one that links me with the band. What is the band? Um, the band is called, that I was in for, for I'm um, carnival to play mass. It was called Vulgar Fraction. But the band, y'all gonna gag, is an Orisha band. So the guy who was the band leader and who designed um, some of the costumes for the band makes costumes for high priests in Trinidad of the Orisha faith and tradition, and also just like a lot of other amazing elders in the community in Trinidad. And also um, makes costumes for like Egungun festivals, which are festivals for the ancestors. And all those like beautiful costumes that you might see that are usually long and like drapey. He makes those. So the concept of the band was based off of Egungun, And of course, I find that band on the day of, mind you, to. Join that band, get a costume, and walk with an egoom band. I was like, Ancestors, wow, why, how, not why, thank you. Also, yeah, okay. So, second thing is that I went to a party on Ash Wednesday. So, this is after Carnival because Carnival ends on that Tuesday. So, but Ash Wednesday is the next day. Um, and Ash Wednesday is a day that about see this is my catholic stuff is a little shaky now but i know that there has something to do with jesus has some palms like the plants and he was doing something with some palms shoot see i can't remember i think it has something to do with palm sunday but either way you're burning the palms that that, um, and remember, so like when Jesus had the palms, I think he might have burned them, child. I don't really know. Um, but anyway, you're getting palms burned and you're getting blessed on your head in the shape of a cross, and you wear like everybody has like a black smudge on their head on that day. I used to have the black smudge on my head all my Catholics know. What I'm talking about you said the black smudge on your head all day on Ash Wednesday because you had to get blessings, and so you got the cross on your head from the burnt palms. So anyway, on Ash Wednesday, t- people typically, because of the heavy Catholic influence, are going to church. But you know, all the heathens, <laughs> just kidding, Trinidad is a heavy party culture. So of course, there's going to be a party or a fete, as they call it, um, on Ash Wednesday. So I went to an Ash Wednesday fete, and, you know, regular party, drinking, turning up, food. It was a pool party, actually, a pool fete. And in the midst of the pool FET, I start to get hot. And uh, I feel a spirit on my back Like so a spirit just jumped right on my back And I knew I was about to get mounted AKA possessed by that spirit And it wasn't a bad spirit It might have been my spirit I don't know whose spirit it was But in the middle of that party I'm just like, uh, shit So I'm looking at my friend Jay And so she knows that like I told her I'm a spiritual advisor I told her that, um I do, um, I told her that I do readings and stuff. So she understood that like I communicate with spirits and she said that she was throwing in little things that show that she did too, um, like in a less official way, but in a way that was like, but you a witch. Okay. So I tell, I whisper in her ear, like in the middle of a loud ass Soca performance and Soca is like the music of Trinidad soca performance I whisper I'm like hey Um I'm slurring too Cause this is it's loud I'm dancing I'm late I'm drinking smoking weed (laughs) I'm like hey um remember I told you that Um I talk to spirits And stuff and I hear them sometimes And blah 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 she's like yeah I'm like okay well one is on my back Right now and it's trying to possess me and so If we're gonna be friends you need to know that And just intuitively And instinctively she takes her Hand and puts it On top of my head And Then she like dances with me With her hand on top of my head She's whining the whole time She didn't stop, she didn't freak out Puts her hand on my head, she's whining still I'm just kind of like trying not to go away Like go off Um, Meaning like go Get fully possessed And then she just starts whining on me And whining with me And then like holds me And next thing I know the spirit is gone like, she took it right off of me. And then she goes right back to dancing, like, continue or continuing to dance. And I'm like, who are you? What the, what are you? Wh- you just took a spirit off my back while you're whining, girl. So, needless to say, this person is, like, my new friend. And I feel, like, blessed me in so many ways and just took a spirit off my back. Mind you, doesn't do that work. Like, it's not a, you know, just, that's how I just know that I just meet, the best people and i always meet super powerful ass witches. It's so, it's so intense. So she also in a lot of ways adorned me during the trip, which felt like a blessing. Like she um, makes jewelry, very beautiful jewelry. And just knowing that she's such a powerful spirit worker, whether she does it intentionally or regularly or not, um, but she just is. Her making me different jewelry to put on for carnival and just doing it, not me asking for it, not me, you know. I was already dressed, and she be like, "Okay, put this on. Okay, here's your rings. Here's your, you know, put the choker on. Put this headpiece on." It w- It felt so. It y'all. It was like she, I was being blessed in a in a. Like it felt very intentional. Like I was supposed to be adorned in this way by this person that I'm receiving something really good for that's like coming from her hands. And so I, I'm going to put her information um, in the show notes because she does ship to the US. I think she ships all over, um, but obviously she's in Trinidad and y'all, I just really recommend getting items from people who have the juice and for people who have good energy. And if you've been looking for like, Brass or like wire jewelry. She does custom orders. A lot of Calvary Shell stuff, crystal work. Um, hit her up because the shit is cute. Silvers, coppers, and golds, and um, she's talented, very talented. And I I want to put blessed pieces on my body. I don't know about y'all, so I'm putting her in the show notes. And the the brand is Deity. So yeah, Jay was just like. <laughs> It was just so nice to be with with her, and she took me around to so many different places. She took me to a river that was in um, Aruka, and um, she. This was probably the most influential moment for me. Like we went to the river, and she had a calabash, which is like a um, it's a fruit. But a lot of times we use a dry a cracked calabash, and we you know taking out the insides and it's dried. You can use it as a bowl, use it to carry water, you use it, yes, yeah, it it's just a bowl, a natural bowl. And so she has a calabash, and she brings a crystal, um moon salt, um, rose petals, dragon's blood, um like a scent like oil. And lavender oil and so she gives me the bag of moon salt, rose petals all those things and says put this in the calabash and mix it up so i'm like okay mixing it up in the calabash then she's like okay give it to me i give it to her she goes down to the river puts some water in it and so there's like this beautiful spiritual bath mixed in and she's like okay now you get in the river she gives me a bar of soap of natural soap it's like a lavender natural soap And like instructs me to wash with it Mind you, I didn't know any of this was about to happen I'm just like, oh, okay And I'm just like following her direction She gives me the lavender soap I'm washing with it in the river Beautiful river, like a small waterfall It's clear as day You can see the fish, you can see your feet at the bottom So nice And she You know, I wash off With the soap Wash off in the river then she hands me back the calabash And tells me to like pray for myself And then Wash myself with my hands And putting the, the rose water And, and the dragon dragon's blood stuff on my body And then Pour some over my head And I'm like Bitch you are a w- First of all what is going on How do you have me just <laughs> Taking a whole spiritual bath Like at the river Um Someone who has a river deity Like to me I have a lot of water spirits You you think it's good to take me here Tell me to wash And give me a whole spiritual bath And so I do that And y'all the minute that I poured that water over my head Actually no It was the minute the water I touched that water I just burst into tears I mean it really was like So much was washing off of me And I hadn't taken a spiritual bath Since I've been here And just, like, for this person that I met to just, like, give me these ingredients and tell me to, like, do these things (laughs) and, like, instruct me in this very spiritual way, I felt like, honestly, I felt like I got baptized. I felt like I got initiated into, like, a new point in my life. And I just really, really broke down because I felt so, like, blessed in that moment. I felt like everything that I need, like, I have around me. And things get taken care of and, like, I get when I do what what I'm supposed to do like I get, I'm not even just rewarded but like the universe bends for me like when I work in harmony with it and so I felt like this trip was really about harmony, it was about me being in harmony with myself and being in harmony with nature like physically and also just like spiritually Um, I felt I've just felt so free in a way that I didn't even know was possible for me And so figuring out how to like take All of the goodness that I felt here And taking that with me And making it a part of how I show up Making it a part of how I am And so that's why I've kind of been a little bit anxious Because it's like Oh my god I'm I'm so happy here And then I'm going to go back into a space Where I could potentially be unhappy Because I don't have a lot of the things around me That I need to feel happy Like chill environments and tropical weather And and Even even community in a different way um, It's just Yeah that, that's just been making me really sad and anxious But I have to remember And I want to offer this of course That I can Be I can build my own home Within myself I don't need To be In Trinidad to be happy I don't need to be in a certain space in order to be happy. I can bring the energy of how I feel with me wherever I go because I'm going to be traveling a lot. I'm not, I can't live in Trinidad right now, but I know that there is a a way that I can cultivate, like I was talking about earlier, even just cultivating and curating my life that contributes to my well-being and that makes me feel happy. Like home does not have to be in a specific place. It it can't be for me because I can't always be there and I always need to feel home so how do I take home with me like how do I find home within myself how can I go internally and feel all the goodness that I feel when I'm here when I'm not here because I can't always be here Uh, so that's just been something that I have thought a lot about here just because I've been so happy Um, and even just I mean I've been here and. Y'all know I quit my job five, Four to five days before my trip And um Yeah I quit my job four <laughs> To five days before my trip and then I'm here And then I'm telling people People are like so what do you do like I meet mean, a bunch of trainees I hung up with trainees the whole trip damn near Besides my two friends who came from the states Who were here for um Five days I was with Trini's the whole time Which I think was great Because I got to have a different experience um, Like a more local experience Which I really appreciated um, But so anyway I'm meeting people I'm meeting Trini's And they're like Oh what do you do What do you do And I'm like "Um, Like this trip forced me To acknowledge that Like I'm a spiritual advisor This trip forced me To acknowledge that I do spirit work And I do readings And I Do spiritual shit Like most of the time, most of my life centers around this. I had to own that here because I didn't have, you know, the job to fall back on to for people to say what do you do and I'm like, "Oh, here's this job, something that pack is packaged and you can understand." Like, no, I'm sitting here being like, "Um, I'm a I'm a spiritual consultant. I I'm a spiritual advisor. I'm a diviner." And then having to having to navigate the reactions to that. And Trinidad is um, So it's spiritual as fuck here There's a lot, I mean even just with Carnival I think even just within the states With black folks We're doing a lot of the spiritual stuff already Whether we name it that, whether we call it that Whether it has been synchronized Into the church The stuff is still here It just looks different, it might not be on the surface So the same for here Um, But I know that At one point Obia, which is like I said before it's very similar to hoodoo but it's just Caribbean version uh, was outlawed here and it like it was illegal to practice obia I also think they called it like shouting the shout church or something like that um, but now it it is legal to practice um, but it was made legal in the 50s I believe and that's not that long ago you know and and so it's it's very hush hush here Like spirituality is very serious If you say that you're a reader or a diviner People's eyes get big And that's kind of what happened um, But interestingly enough When I told people what I did the Chinese, Their eyes would be like mm-hmm. And then I'm looking like mm-hmm. And they're looking like ah. And then they're kind of like Oh okay Like how much <laughs> Okay Um or people would be like, "Wow, that's very serious work." Um, I got that a lot. Like it was taken very seriously. Like, "Oh, that's that's big. That's big stuff you doing." And I, I I know it's big stuff that I'm doing, but for so many people to kind of react and like, "Oh, wow, you're doing some that's some heavy stuff. That's a lot." You know, it it was it reminded me that this work I know it's important. Like I have a whole podcast about it, but it was just almost like. Yeah, this is serious. I am doing serious stuff. Like, it's not funny games, really, at all. Um, And then also for people to then want to follow up and be like, okay, I want a reading from you. Um, I was supposed to get someone a reading. I don't know if I'm going to have time. I hope so. Um, And then this other guy was like, I want to talk to you more about the occult. It's so interesting. I've always wanted to blah, blah, blah. And even my friend Jay, like, me saying that, like, then she'll, like, drop little like you know witchy things that she's done or it, it just feels like it's very present here but maybe not something that people are so outwardly able to talk about because it's it's shunned in a lot of ways very similar to the states but also knowing that people are doing it people know people are doing obia people know that people are worshiping egun and in the orisha traditional or yoruba tradition here so you know, I've seen a few people with the Ide on The Ide is the sacred bracelets when you receive Ifa uh, So I saw, like, some people with the Ide on and I'm like, oh, okay, like, it's it's practitioners here um, And then being in the Orisha band And, um Yeah, it's just been a lot of, like, subtle spiritual energy But, like, very heavy spiritual energy also Energy of the water Like, the water's talking to me when I'm at the river Like, completely cleansing me Completely, like Just, like, a lot of downloads um, happening here because our ancestors are here, like, very present, very strong. Um, And I felt it especially um, when I was dancing during um, Carnival Tuesday specifically. Just, like, going down the street with mostly Black people, majority Black people, and Black people just in the streets moving to soak up music dancing in like beautiful colors and costumes and outfits and just celebrating and everyone is just free it is an experience that I would want everyone to have um because it or every black person to have because like the the energy of celebrating emancipation is still very present even though it's 2019 and I say all the time, dancing is, is a sacred, sacred, sacred ritual and practice of our people. Dancing is how you get blessings. Dancing is how you call certain spirits. Dancing is how you, I mean, to dance is to really embody, I think, liberation in a lot of ways. And our ancestors knew that. And we know that now, which is why we love to, a lot. so many of us love to dance or feel a certain way when we hear certain beats and music. And hearing that type of music repetitively outside in the streets in the tropical you know <laughs> breeze with other people it's just like i just i i don't even know when i'll be able to feel free like that but that is how i know freedom exists because i it, i experience it like i've i experienced it while i was here and so how can i take that freedom energy and apply it to my life every day so every day i feel freer that's like what i'm like, that—that that is what I'm thinking a lot about with this. How do I package and contain this within me to feel how I feel here? Cause, because I can't always be here, like I was saying earlier. Um, and then most importantly, I think, and I was talking about this on the update episode. When you lean into your gifts, when you stop, Ignoring spirit, when you stop ignoring yourself and, and your dreams and your goals and the things that you want to accomplish and you work towards them, you will be rewarded. Like you will be, I, I, I have to say this over and over again because this is like a, a theme right now. The universe does not work against you. It does not work against me. It does not work against anybody. We so often work against the universe. The universe is abundant and plentiful and has so much to offer us. So much to offer us. Our brain can't even conceptualize the, the vastness and the power of the source. So many things exist within that source that we have access to because we are from it. We are a part of it. And and so many times we, like, go in the, a different direction of, of, like, all of the gifts and abundance. Like, we move differently. Like, we think we're in alignment with it, but we're not. And we continue to stay in spaces that don't make us feel good. And we know it. But we make excuses of why we have to be there. We, um... We tell ourselves that we're not good enough to experience certain things or that we're not capable enough to start or do whatever thing that we want to do or change that we want to see. We tell ourselves we can't do it. Um, We believe lies about ourselves. And so when we believe those things, we tell ourselves we can't, we tell ourselves all that, we just aren't moving in alignment with the source with the gifts with the abundance we're going a whole different way we tell ourselves we're not we don't deserve things we literally curse ourselves and I really tried to practice not cursing myself this trip and I really tried to practice leaning into whatever the universe has in store for me and not running from it so I can't I couldn't run from giving readings anymore I didn't want to but when I started to give readings, what happens? I was worried no one was gonna book me. People are book people book me. So that's that was one thing. I was worried that I wouldn't do it well. I've done readings already. People love the readings. <laughs> people saying I'm a great reader. People say I'm a great diviner all the time. But I tell myself I'm not. I've told myself I'm not. You know, people you know, around me were like, you can't just quit your job. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You can't do that. And I did it. And I did all these things and they were really freaking scary. But the things that have happened immediately after that, I have been rewarded because I feel like I'm more in alignment to what I'm supposed to be doing than not. And so the farther I am away from what I'm supposed to be doing, the more BS I'm gonna feel, honestly. And so like don't believe the lies That people tell you about yourself You know yourself You know what you're capable of You know what you want to do You know what energy you carry You know how you want to feel And do things that make you feel like that For me that was going to Trinidad for over two weeks And now I feel more in alignment than I ever have And I don't have a traditional job right now You know I don't have (sighs) Shit, a lot of things But I have like My power and I have my dignity And I have I know that I'm on a path that Was laid out for me And that Pulls from The never ending source (laughs) That we can all pull from And so I just want us to all like Do things That will make you feel good and I know it's it's hard out here. I know sometimes we gotta stay in, in space. It's not easy to leave a space. Um, it's not easy to change. It's not easy to take leaps of faith, but I feel like I have to be a walking testimony right now and tell you i'm I've been doing some scary shit, and I'm gonna continue to do some scary shit because I feel like I have to. but once I do this scary thing, I realize it's not that scary, and I realize like I also always say the more i lean into my gifts the more i lean into my power the easier it is actually the burden actually feels a lot lighter than when i don't step in or when i tell myself that fear is going to uh impact my choices and my decisions and my actions um you know fear can be there it's okay to be fearful i'm fearful all the time i think a lot of people Are fearful all the time Even people that we look up to And love Are fearful all the time But they still Take an action That they know that They're supposed to take With the fear present With the fear present So um Yeah I just It just really I don't know This trip just made me realize Like I have to Really Look at self care In a different way Um and, and self-care for me is not running from myself, <laughs> not running from my power, not running from my gifts and, and falling back in love with myself in a different, in a different way. And, and then also just like working through my anxiety of what if this does not work, what if this isn't, child, it ain't going to work if I don't do nothing. So period. So like, at least have to try and like you at least have to try. Because like, we we need you, I need you, I need whatever you have to bring into the world. Other pe- Your community needs whatever you have to bring into the world. That is how we are, we'll be able to sustain a community that's happier and healthier and better for us all. Because we'll all be, excuse me, contributing a gift, a divine gift that no one else can contribute in the way that you can. And so if we want to build and sustain ourselves, we got to do our personal work because we need you. I need you. You know, I, I need you. And we need each other. So, um. yeah, it's allowed, allow just yourself to be open to experiences. Because me being open to this, I was able to make a good friend. I was able to travel. I was able to even just expand, like, my brand to having People in Trinidad listening to my podcast, you know, or, or just getting readings from me. Like I never thought, you know, who'd have thunk? Not me, but I, I had to surrender to myself. And so I I want us to surrender right now. I feel like it's a time of surrendering. It's a time of patience. Um, definitely patience because things ain't going to happen always when we want them to. And sometimes Things take longer than we would have planned. And, but like timing, divine timing. As long as we're doing the work, we'll be good. And I talked about this actually on my um, Instagram story about about physical work, work in the physical realm and then work in the spiritual realm. So, I got this from uh, Ialosa Oshunyami Kalatunde. Which is like, I get so much stuff from her Because she's brilliant I don't remember what video this was in But anyway Our Yoruba answers came up with Ancestors <laughs> And answers Ancestors are the answers Period um, Came up with a metaphor around The calabash What I was talking about earlier it Looks like a coconut So You know, we are like a calabash You know, there's The bottom half and there's a top half. If you crack it open, it's the bottom half and the top half, but you put it together, it's one Calabash. And so the bottom half of the Calabash represents the physical world and the physical realm where we all are right now, what we're experiencing in our physical bodies, um, how we're showing up physically, being in this space, being on earth. You know That is the physical realm. And the top half of the Calabash is the spiritual realm, the heavens as people might call them. And the calabash comes together and makes one calabash. So it's all one ecosystem. You know, the physical realm is not separate from the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is not separate from the physical realm. It is all one calabash. Breaking them apart would not be a full, a full whole thing, (laughs) you know, and we are full whole beings. So we need to do the work fully and wholly and holistically, which means that physically we have to make the choices and do the work. Period. Like we have to faith without works is dead. Shout out to the Christians for that um for that saying. Um we have to make sure that we're making the decisions that don't hinder our growth and the environments that don't hinder our growth and we're not fucking people that hinder our growth. Um that's to somebody somebody <laughs> It's fucking somebody. I'm sorry, I'm cussing y'all, but somebody is that you know you don't need to be with no more. Like I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Like spirit is telling me this. Somebody listen to this, you are really, really hindering your um. Yeah, I don't know someone who's going to listen to this. You are really, really hindering your growth by remaining. It's a woman, and you're with a man, hindering your growth by being with this man who you know you don't need to be with, who is not your person. And stop trying to force him to be your person You are No, stop Um Anyway <laughs> You know I gotta sometimes That it's very strong It's My ears are ringing Someone is gonna hear this And you need to get out You need to get out of that And it's not like necessarily mm, Okay <sighs> Hold on I forgot my train of thought Oh, the calabash, yes. So doing the physical work, half of the calabash. The other half of the calabash, is the spiritual work. So finding spiritual grounding, finding um, whatever spiritual tradition or or rituals that you need to engage in, ceremonies that you need to engage in to feel like you're doing the spiritual work, getting your regular readings, if that's um, taking your spiritual baths, doing your candle work, whatever it is, we have to do both. So a reading can come up and tell you a certain thing needs to happen. But if you don't do that work, then the reading was for naught because you have to do the work in the physical realm, regardless of you know of what, what the reading says that you can do. For example, in, in my um, Instagram story, I was saying, so a reading can say like, oh, you're supposed to have a lot more money than you do. Like you have a lot of money in your like energy around you. You have a lot of wealth energy in around you. You can have a lot of wealth energy around you, but if you're not doing things to secure the wealth if you're not moving towards the source and securing your wealth if you're not doing the work if you're not starting that brand you have an idea for if you're not investing in something that you feel like you need to invest if there's something if you're not doing the work you're not going to get the money you know you have to do the act take the actions to get the thing that's already around you but spirit is saying like you'll get it but you just got to do the work to be able to get it you know, so you can have spiritual energy of wealth around you all day, but if you're not moving in wealth um, physically, and I'm not just talking about like material wealth, but any type of wealth, if you're not taking the action to move with that, then you won't get it. Or on the flip side, you could be taking all the actions and wealth and you are putting your money where you think it needs to go and you are investing or you have put out your brand or business or whatever and you're not seeing the returns one it might not be time two there could be blockages that you might have around you anything so that's why you need to assess and consult spirit to see like what is going on around me like is it just not my time is this the wrong business for me is this like what is spirit saying about this do I have like financial blockages within my lineage like so you, those things work in tandem and they work together. They inform each other. Um, And so I don't even know how this has anything to do <laughs> with Trinidad. But just like be a whole Calabash is is the point. Be an entire Calabash. Work the physical and the spiritual realms together. And I mean, I guess it's relevant because I felt like this trip showed me what happens when you do that. What happens when you make the changes and the choices on the physical realm but you also are guided by spirit and you're also grounded in spirit and with the advice of spirit so um yeah it honestly the ship has just been nothing short of amazing besides for those who watch my insta story this really bad sexual experience i had (laughs) Not bad, like dangerous, but just bad is in horrible, but I'm not even gonna get into that because that was probably the least perfect part of my trip But you know things happen, you know, everything can't be a hundred percent all the time I had to have something go awry. So I had to get some bad dick, you know just, Everything can't be right all the time <laughs> But otherwise I've just met so many amazing people like I met Soca artists and Designers and models and spiritualists and and practitioners and I mean just all different kinds of amazing people who are just doing their damn thing. Um Yeah, it's just it's been amazing. And also just having an opportunity to stay with family, to stay with my auntie and my uncle. And no, I'm not Trinidadian, but I have Trini family, um, and it's been really nice to get to know them, and also create a relationship with them, and also just, like, be in a house, like, with fam, and I don't know, I feel like I honorary a very Trini, I just, <laughs> I really do, like, I was just so immersed, like, I was completely immersed the whole time, most people thought I was Trinidadian, um, until I spoke, or they thought I was Trinidad even after I spoke, but just like, oh, you're here because it's carnival time and you're Trinidadian, so you're coming home to celebrate carnival. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but I just felt so at at, oh, at home a lot, probably at the most at home I felt in a very long time. Um, So I got the travel bug now, I gotta go all over the place, but... Yeah, it was nice to be with family, and the only, so, okay, the Catholic influence is very strong and very powerful here, and so, white Jesus is everywhere, Mary, Jesus' mother, um, white Mary is everywhere, there's so many churches, where I was staying specifically is this area called Tuna Puna, it's east, Trinidad—that's where my family's from—and there's like so many churches. I feel like the only thing in Tunapuna was churches. I mean, they have a lot of other things. Tunapuna was actually great. And if I do move to Trinidad for a few months, where'd that come from? I don't know. Um, I would move into this Tunapuna because I like it. But I mean, there's churches everywhere. There's Catholic schools everywhere, which in a lot of ways feels very comforting because I grew up Catholic, so it's. It's like no, I don't associate with Catholicism in that way anymore. But there's something very like what I it was the first space that I became spiritual in a way. So I have a I have a connection to it. But it's kind of a lot. See a white seats around every corner in every house looking at you, staring at you, no matter where you go. Crucifixes everywhere. (laughs) I was kinda like, um, okay. All right. But you know I got used to it It's fine I understand This is heavy Catholic influence So Catholic stuff is going to be around Churches is going to be around Private school is going to be around But and the interesting thing is that There's also a lot of Indian folks here It's a lot of black and brown people period But mostly black I think And then like Indian And then also Chinese um, But And then also like indigenous Um Folks Which I didn't see as many of but I know like indigenous Like aboriginal Trinidadian people Here who I believe are Arawak Um, But anyway The same way that there's churches There's also Hindu temples And there's also Hindu schools And there's also deities Hindu deities (laughs) and And so like Kali and Lakshmi and, you know, just seeing them, Ganesha, seeing them around was also very interesting. Also, I have a tattoo of Lakshmi on my leg. So also like the looks of like, hmm, you're black, you got Lakshmi on your leg, like, you yeah, got an day, what's going on? <laughs> uh, it was just very interesting to just see like a Catholic school and then next door to a Hindu school. You know, and I've also never seen a Hindu school until I came here. Um, but that's who makes up the population. That's who's here. Those are the main religious systems, and they seem to to work together and and coexist in this way. But honestly, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm definitely not going to romanticize it because I don't, I I am unaware. But it seems kind of like that's just what it is. And then also, then we have the ObiA practitioners, and then the Shango Baptists. Which is like Orisha tradition But within the church And it happening within The Baptist church And so like on the center It just seeming like a Baptist space But then once you're involved Realizing that it's grounded a lot In West African tradition And deities and and ritual Um, But It is a part of, of a Baptist church So just spiritually There's just so much going on here It's I'd be interested in some sort of like project or research around the similarities between um, the like West African practices here, throughout you know a diaspora, and then the one in the states. Because it's just it it there's a lot of similarities. I mean they mirror each other a lot, and I think feed off of each other a lot. Because I actually read that the Shango Baptist was was started or influenced by American black people who came over to Trinidad after I think it was after emancipation I think it was after emancipation um but just like the influx of of black American enslaved folks who, who uh, migrated over to Trinidad and Tobago so there's just a lot of culture here a lot of spiritual energy anybody who can make it to carnival I would recommend you doing that or even just coming here not for carnival but just to experience like what I'm talking about and just being around like nature and trees and and just beautiful ass weather it's just super super amazing um but yeah, so that was my trip really in a nutshell. I feel like I'm going to be talking about it a lot over time because again, I'm still here. So I haven't even had a full chance, like I said, to process it completely and and figure out really what all of the lessons were. But um, that's just kind of like my initial just first thoughts while I'm still here um, and, and leaving in a couple of days. But, but yeah, uh, briefly I want to talk about Divination, just because I'm starting to do that and, and just kind of helping folks understand what it is and what are the do's and don'ts. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so I wanted to provide a quick do's and don'ts for divination just because now that I've started giving readings, I want people to get the most out of the readings, whether you go to me or anybody. Um, I think these are just some general tips that will be helpful in you kind of deciding or getting just the most out of your reading and your experience so for the dues, at least how I, I divine and how I've uh received divination from others you do want to provide your full name and so this doesn't mean necessarily that it's the name that you were given at birth but it is the name that you think spirit will recognize you by um so for me, that would be the full name that I'm given at birth because I go by that name um, generally, like outside of the podcast. So I would provide my name so that spirit can locate me, that the reader can locate me, that the diviner can locate me. So I do want to provide my full name. I also with that would provide my birthday because there's a lot of people with my name. There's a lot of people that say name is like Maya Dixon. There's probably a lot of Maya Dixons. So, Spirit is like, okay, we'd have narrowed it down to Maya Dixon's. Now, which Maya Dixon is this? Oh, this is Maya Dixon that was born on February 3rd, 1992. So, then we get, Spirit is able to get specific, and the diviner is able to get specific around who they're divining for. So, Spirit can tell them the information about Maya Dixon who was born. At this time, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I do my divination. So I will ask you for your full name and I will ask you for your birthday. If you have changed your name from the name that you were born, um, that's fine. If you don't go by that name, if that's a dead name, if that's whatever, that's fine. But know that you're just giving me the name that spirit. you think Spirit will locate you by. And if you're like, I don't know what name Spirit will locate me by, just tell me your full name, whatever name that you feel comfortable with. And... And if more information is needed, I know in Ifa, a lot of times when I'm getting readings, they actually ask you your mother's name as well to locate you even more. Um, So if you feel like you're not sure about the name or um, you're uncomfortable saying your birth name or that's not your name anymore um, or what have you, just might ask for the mother's name because the, the thing is that, you know, if you want to... Um, get the best information about someone You're going to call the name of their, of their mother um, Because spirits recognize mothers <laughs> Spirits recognize Because mothers are um, Or at least people who womb bearers who bring children into the world Whether they identify as a mother or not um, Are sacred individuals And they bring life from the, the spiritual realm Into the physical realm so like essentially they are known by, by the gods, you know, they are known by the spirits because people who, you know, hold and bring children into the world are literal like tunnels <laughs> from the spirit realm. So we recognize them. So spirit recognizes them. So asking for your mother's name might need to be provided. So don't be like, what is going on? Um, do be specific in your questions. I don't know how to... So the diviner and the medium, if you're asking a question like, um, is this cashier job I have good for me? You know, that's not a good question. (laughs) So the diviner may, a skilled diviner might be able to like ask you some more questions to get to what you're really trying to ask and then ask that question. That's usually like what we have to do. But the more specific that you get from the jump, will make it easier. So if you're saying, is this job that I'm in good for me? What do you mean? Like, is it good for your mental health? Is it good for your wallet? Is it good for meeting new people? Are you asking like, is this where you're gonna end up for the rest of your life? Are you asking, and then that, also that's not even a good question either. But like, what exactly are you wanting to know? Because good is not a clear enough (laughs) adjective to get the answer that you're looking for. So be very specific. Like, is this a good job? Meaning like, should I apply to this job? Will it suffice my needs financially? Like, will it be, will I be working with good people around me? Like, make sure that you're being very specific around what you want to know, because you will get the best information that way. Um, Do provide additional helpful information. So some people I know are super quiet in divination. They don't have a lot to say. They just want to know what spirit has to say. And that's fine. Spirit is always going to talk and say something. But if there's an area of your life that you're thinking a lot about, or if there's something that's been on your mind, or if something pops in your head or sparks or ideas spark in your head while the divination is happening provide that context because I know for me as a reader when people provide context spirit starts to talk more because it's a conversation um and I know that might be different for like tarot or that could be different for people who might well it just could be different depending on the diviner but I know for me when you talk to me spirit talks back because it really does work as a conversation um, so, we'll get the most information if you're like, oh, yeah, because da 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 da, or like, oh, that makes sense because da da da, or maybe it's this. Um, because sometimes I have like flashes of images in my head um, and I don't always know what they mean. I don't always know what they mean, but I'm sure a person might know what they mean more than. So, I was reading someone and like, I kept tasting honey in my mouth and I'm like, okay, so honey can mean a lot of things. Honey could mean that this person needs to like, Um, Sweeten their tone to other people Honey could mean um, um, Love and abundance and, And sweetness in their life Or that this person is like craving that Which is why I was tasting it Or that it's this person's favorite food So I was just like um I taste honey While I'm reading you Not quite sure what that is Like I also have Ocean energy So I'm like I don't know if this is just Mama being around me right now I don't know And she's like Honey is my favorite food And I'm like Oh okay So when she said that I was like Okay you need to be Eating more of it You need to be Putting it on your tongue Every day You know So like her providing That context Was able to have me channel a little bit easier What spirit was trying to say Because sometimes spirit just gives me flashes of pictures And I'm like girl I don't know what that means <laughs> Help me out here We got to figure out what this means Why is spirit showing me this Why is spirit having me taste this um, So yes provide additional helpful information um, The next do is to take notes Notes are important Or, or record the conversation If you are going to record the conversation Let the diviner know that you're recording them Or ask if you can record before you start recording Um, But yeah, take notes so you don't forget. It's easy to forget. um, Just so you can like kind of process while you're getting your reading. Um, Next, do. Ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to say, I'm not sure. You just said do a spiritual bath. How do I do that? You just said to do blah, blah, blah. How? Um, Why do you think spirits? It's okay. Ask, 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 because you will get the most information. You're paying for it. So ask all the questions that you need to ask, you know, within the time frame. And the last do is follow the prescription as soon as possible. So after your reading, if spirit is saying you need to take a nine-day spiritual bath of hyssop, rue, and goddamn angelica root, then you need to be figuring out how you need to get some hyssop, rue, and some angelica root um, as soon as possible. Because remember, divinations, a lot of the times, at least the way that I conduct there are readings about the energy that is around you right now and how you are in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing while you're on this plane. So that energy exists around us for approximately 21, 20-ish days. And then after that, it could be a whole new prescription that you might need. It could be a whole new energy. So you're going to want to get on the prescription ASAP and not take months to take your up ruin Angelica bath because you might not need it in months. You might need more than that. I and mean, you might need something stronger. But if you had just taken the bath when you were supposed to within that time frame, you would have gotten rid of that energy that you need to rid yourself of in order to be prepared for the next step. So follow your prescriptions as soon as possible. Do all the do the things that the the diviner or the medium is saying to do. Because if you don't do those things, you're gonna stay in the same cycle. So what's the point of getting a reading if you just Now you have information and you're not moving different or you're not taking the advices. So take the advices and take them as soon as possible with hopefully, ideally, no more than 21 days later. Okay, don't. Don't ask the same question over and over again looking for a different response. This is if you're divining for yourself or with a diviner. If you divining with if you it with me, I ain't going to ask you the same question over and over again. I'm gonna be like, "Baby, I think I already asked that. I think what what was said was that you don't need to be with that man." <laughs> I think that's what was said. I'm not going to ask it. If you go you could be with him in 3 months. That's not no, 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 Um so don't ask the same question over and over again. Two, don't ask questions that you already know the answer to. Don't. What's the point? I mean, I understand maybe wanting confirmation, but honestly, if you know in your spirit that you shouldn't be somewhere, why waste the time and ask? Because you know what you're supposed to be doing. You know more than me. You know better than me. I always think that. I think the client knows more about that situation and what they need to do than me. Than the diviner The diviner is just kind of moving away some of the cobwebs So you can see a little bit bit more clearly But You know more than me So don't sell yourself short Don't be asking things that you already know the answer to Ask questions that you really just need True spiritual advice with Because spirit has probably been talking to you This whole time anyway About the things that you know you shouldn't be doing Or the things that you know you should be doing And um Don't let... Yeah, don't sell yourself short. You know what you're supposed to be doing. So don't ask things you already know. Um, Next, don't ask too many questions about the future. Because like I said before, divination is largely about where you are right now. And of course, time is not linear. So future, quote unquote, information can come up. Past information can come up. But all of it comes up in relation to your present. And so don't say, you know, am I going to be a millionaire? Like that's not... That's not a helpful question because statistically, first of all, not many of us are going to be millionaires <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Two, like, I don't know. Like, you, maybe you could be, it could be in your path at this moment to pers- to have millions of dollars. But if you're not doing the work, if you're not, if you have blockages, if if you don't take the advices, you might not ever secure that bag. Like I was saying earlier. So try to stay out of the future, future stuff focus on where you are now and yeah just processing what energy is 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 around you at this present moment um, but again future things can come up some I was telling somebody like oh in six months Spirit says you're about to meet you know a bay that's the future but your reading shouldn't be focused so much on the future like it's a psychic reading kind of like Hollywood has kind of shown how these readings work these readings are largely about where you're at. Like where you at, boo? Right now, and how can we get you in a different place? If you need to be in a different place, or if the information is like you are on the you are on the right path, boo, keep going. Um, and that was my last don't. Um, so do again. Provide your name, birthday, potentially mother's name. Do be specific with your questions. Do provide additional helpful info. Do take notes. Do ask questions, and do follow the prescription as soon as possible. These dogs outside. I don't know if you can hear them, but Trinidadians all have just outside dogs. There's just dogs everywhere. It's so interesting. Like, wow. Um, don't, Don't ask the same question over and over. Don't ask things you already know the answer to. And don't ask too much about the future. Divination is about where you are right now and how that affects your future. Okay? So I hope that was helpful. Again, you can always reach out to me on uh, through email at the jujubay dot com. You can hit me up on Instagram, excuse me, um j j u b a e You can become a patron on patreon dot com slash You can hit me up on the cash app, it's jujubae. Um Dollar sign it's jujubay. And um hit me up for a reading on my website. Hit me up for if you want to do sponsorship stuff. Have me shout you out on the show. Um, Hit me up for readings. I think I said that already. And yeah, I hope and send y'all so much love that I have in me, so much of the joy that I have in my spirit, Um, so much of the Trinidadian sun I'm sending and and just peace and prosperity and and walking in alignment with your destiny Um, and and cultivating your home wherever you are. I, I just wish all of that for you. I wish all that for us and and to listen to our ancestors listen to your ancestors this week today and every day every week every month every year because they are going to lead us to where we need to go so i love you all i appreciate you all thank you thank you thank you and we will talk next wednesday remember all you need is a little juju later